Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. If you've been following along, then you know we've been learning about Ruth and Naomi. We learned that Ruth married a man named Boaz, and they had a son named Obed. Obed grew up to be a father. Obed became the father of a man named Jesse, and Jesse became the father of one of Israel's greatest kings. Did you figure out who it was? Who was Ruth's great-grandson? If you said King David, then you are correct. Ruth became the great-grandmother of one of the greatest kings of Israel. Now, you might be thinking, a king? Wait a minute, the Israelites had a king? I thought God sent judges to help rule and govern the people. Well, he did. But as we will learn eventually, the Israelites saw that all of the other nations had kings, so they wanted a king to rule over them as well. But now I'm getting a little ahead of the story. Before we learn about Ruth's great-grandson, King David, we must first learn about the man who helped King David become king. In today's episode, we are going to learn about a man named Samuel. Samuel was one of the last of the judges that God used to help lead the people of Israel. Not only was Samuel a judge like Gideon or Samson or Deborah, but there was something extra special about Samuel. Samuel was a prophet. What is a prophet, you ask? We are going to learn what a prophet is as we learn about the life of Samuel. Are you ready? Let's go back to the very beginning of Samuel's life, before he was even born. There was a certain man whose name was Elkanah. He had two wives. One was named Hannah and the other Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but sadly, Hannah had none. Year after year, Elkanah would go up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord at the city of Shiloh. Now, why would they go to Shiloh to worship the Lord, you ask? Well, do you remember in one of our episodes a while back, we learned about the tabernacle? God gave Moses the instructions to build a tabernacle. We learned that the tabernacle was kind of like a tent, and inside the tent there was a special curtain, and behind the curtain was the Ark of the Covenant that kept the Ten Commandments inside. We also learned that behind the curtain was called the Most Holy Place, because this is where God's presence would dwell as He lived among the Israelites. When Joshua and the Israelites entered the promised land after the walls of Jericho came down, they came to a city called Shiloh. This is the city where Joshua had the tabernacle set up. God's presence would dwell inside the tabernacle at Shiloh in the promised land. God had not left his people once they entered the land. He was still with them. 
So once a year, Israelite families like Elkanah and his two wives would travel to Shiloh. No matter where they lived in the land of Israel, they would make a journey to Shiloh to worship God and offer sacrifices at the tabernacle. Year after year, Elkanah would go up from his town of Ramah to worship and sacrifice to the Lord at the city of Shiloh. The priest who took care of the tabernacle and offered the sacrifices was named Eli, and his two sons helped him. They were named Hophni and Phinehas. Can you say Hophni? Can you say Phinehas? Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice at the tabernacle, he would bring his animals to Eli and his sons, and they would perform the sacrifice unto the Lord on behalf of Elkanah and his family. The leftover meat from the sacrifice was given to Elkanah to eat. He would give some of the meat to his wife Peninnah and her children, but to Hannah he would give a double portion extra meat because he loved her and the Lord had closed her womb so she was unable to have children. And because the Lord had closed her womb, Peninnah would provoke Hannah and make fun of her to irritate Hannah and make her feel bad. You might think, well that's not very nice of Peninnah. No, it wasn't. Have you ever had someone tease you or make fun of you or try to make you feel bad? Hannah knew exactly what that felt like. Peninnah was a bully. And this went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, Peninnah would say mean things to Hannah until Hannah would weep and cry and not be able to eat her food at all because she was so sad. Elkanah, her husband, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Once, when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on a chair by the opening to the tabernacle. In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept out loud and began to pray to the Lord. And she made a vow. Do you know what a vow is? A vow is a promise. She made a promise to the Lord saying, O Lord Almighty, if you will only look upon your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. Wow, did you hear that? Hannah promised the Lord that if he gave her a son, she would give her son back to the Lord to serve him. She said no razor would ever touch his head. This means she would never cut her son's hair. Does that sound familiar to you? Does that sound like another judge we learned about recently? Who does that sound like to you? If you said Samson, you are correct. Just like Samson's hair was not to be cut as an act of devotion to the Lord, so Hannah promised the Lord that if he gave her a son, she would not cut his hair as an act of devotion unto the Lord. 
So Hannah stood in front of the tabernacle and prayed her heart out unto the Lord. When Eli the priest saw that Hannah's lips were moving, but no sound was coming out of her mouth, he thought something was wrong with her. Hannah said to Eli, I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Eli answered, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went on her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. Early the next morning they arose and worshipped before the Lord, and then Elkanah and his two wives journeyed back to their home in Ramah. And the Lord remembered Hannah. And do you know what happened? I'm sure you can guess. Sure enough, in due time, Hannah gave birth to a son. And do you know what she named him? You guessed it, Samuel. She named him Samuel, saying, Because I asked the Lord for him. Now remember, Hannah had made a promise. What was the promise that Hannah had made unto the Lord? She had made a vow to the Lord that if he gave her a son, she would dedicate him unto the Lord. So Hannah said to her husband, after the boy is old enough, I will take him and present him before the Lord, and he will live there always. Do what seems best to you, Elkanah, her husband told her. Stay here until he is old enough. So Hannah stayed at home and nursed her son until he was old enough to eat solid food on his own. And after he was old enough, Hannah took the boy with her, as young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour, and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh, to the tabernacle. After Hophni and Phinehas had sacrificed Hannah's bull unto the Lord, they brought the boy Samuel to Eli. And Hannah said to him, as surely as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord for his whole life. He will be given over to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord there. Then Hannah prayed the most beautiful prayer unto the Lord. She said, my soul rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. The Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. Upon them he has set the world. And so Elkanah and Hannah went home to Ramah. But the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli the priest. 
Dear Truth Seekers, what truth can we find in today's story? Did you notice how sad and distressed Hannah was? She was overcome with sadness and grief over not being able to have children. Do you know that it is okay to be sad? Even people in the Bible walked through painful times. What did Hannah do when she was sad and crying? She prayed to the Lord. She stood right up and began to pray to the Lord. The most important thing we can do when we are hurting or sad is bring it to the Lord. Sometimes we might cry out and say, God, my heart is hurting. God, I need you. And just like he heard Hannah's prayer, he will hear your prayer too. Psalm 34 says, The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. Do you have a broken heart today? God is near to you. He has not left you. He is there to comfort you when you feel sad. You can bring all of your sorrows to him and cry out to him in prayer, and he will hear you. The Lord answered Hannah's prayer, and in return, she gave her son back to him. God wants all of our devotion to him. He wants our worship and complete surrender. As we surrender our hurts and our sorrows to him, he will work all things together for good. He loves us. Never stop bringing your request to God. He is a good, good father. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in 1 Samuel chapters 1 and 2. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode as we learn more about Samuel and his life as he grows up in the tabernacle serving the Lord. Let me pray with you before we go. Thank you, Father, that you are close to us when we feel like our hearts have been broken. You draw near to us in our times of sadness and you comfort us. We are so grateful that you never leave us alone in our pain, but you are always near. We give you any worries or cares today. We lay them at your feet. Just like Hannah came before you and cried out to you, we come before you and cry out to you today. We need you, God. We need you to hear and answer our prayers. Even if we do not see an answer right away, we will trust that you are working all things together for good. We love and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Your support means so much. I want to let you know that I have set up a Patreon account if you would be interested in further supporting this ministry. I love offering these stories to you and your family. If you also love the podcast and believe in the mission of this work, your monthly support of $6 a month would be a seed into the time spent preparing the stories, editing, and publishing them. This podcast is reaching children all over the world, and I pray all the time that God uses it for His glory and His purpose. Please take time to pray about whether this is a ministry God would have you support. In return for your support as a Patreon supporter, I will publish a monthly devotional for parents of True Seekers that will be available only to Patreon subscribers. You can go to patreon.com forward slash Sherilyn R. Grant to subscribe. Most importantly, your prayers for this podcast to continue to reach children and adults across the nations is so appreciated. Thank you, and I look forward to our time together next week.